Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Mickey Blog Podcast. My name is Jared, and I am your host. I'm alongside Alyssa, who is our wonderful co-host, who also co-owns Mickey Travels. We're going to talk much more about Mickey Travels later on in the episode. But as always, I did want to mention that this episode and every episode of the Mickey Blog Podcast is brought to you by Mickey Travels, and I am so excited about today's episode because we do have a special guest. But before we talk about our special guest and introduce our special guest, Alyssa, how are you doing? How's your week going? Are you avoiding those uh, those hundred degree days, or are you uh, you just living it up? So the week just started because it's Monday, so the week is going yeah. pretty good. Um, yeah, it's it's hot and humid uh, here in Florida, but. You know, it's all good. I, I love living here. Love being, you know, close to everything. Um, so no complaints. It's good. It's a good start to the week. Yeah. That's it's going to awesome. be a good week for sure. I agree. My, my favorite saying, and I think most people's favorite saying is even when it's rainy or too hot or whatever, it's still better to be living where we are. So we, we, we do just fine here. But let's jump right into our episode because we're going to be talking about a uh, different time of year than the summer during this episode. This entire episode is focused on the fall and winter at Walt Disney World um, and how you can maximize that time of year. For many people, both of these times are the absolute best times of year when it comes to visiting the parks and people love this time of year almost more than any other time of year. So we're very excited to talk about this, but we're specifically excited to talk about this topic with our guest today, which is our first returning guest. Super, super excited to have Serena Lynn back on the podcast. And Serena created Living by Disney when she moved next door to Disney World in Orlando, Florida. And although she does not work for Disney, she is a content creator. And after moving to Orlando, she made it her job to share unbiased tips and strategies to help you get the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation. And Living by Disney has now become one of the most popular Disney pages in the world with over 500,000 TikTok followers and over 140,000 Instagram followers from theme park photos, videos, tips, tricks, and more. She will help you get the most out of your Disney vacation. And you can also follow her through her more newly launched YouTube channel and podcast. So Serena, thank you so much for coming back on the Mickey Bog podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm always happy to come and chat Disney with you guys. <laughs> We, uh, we had a blast having you on last time, but we're very excited to have you back on and we just, we hear nothing but amazing things about you throughout this community. So Aww. super excited to have another great conversation, but any exciting updates or news for us since the last time you were on the show? I know you've been working on your own uh, podcast and it's even in video format now, correct? It is. We just started doing video format on YouTube, which is fun and scary and <laughs> intimidating and all those things. But I think it's good just because I know a lot of people are much more interested in doing video form of podcasting. And it's kind of that's, you know, that's where everything goes, right? Videos, it's all about video these days. So, so it's nice. I like the fact that we have both because I'm personally much more of like a podcast listener more than a video person. But so now we kind of have both of those bases covered, which is nice. And yeah, we're trucking along. It's good. There's always something new and exciting to talk about. I, that's the probably the thing I love about having a, a business that's focused on Orlando and Disney parks in specific, like it's just, 
there's always something fun going on. Like just what we're talking about today. Like there's always something that to look forward to. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, um, you know, specifically when it comes to the fall and winter, uh, I'm super excited to talk basically everything about this, but I'm also <laughs> excited to have like new podcasts every week just because it's such an amazing time of year. And for Alyssa and I, we're thankfully on the same side when it comes to uh, what our favorite time of year is at Walt Disney World and okay. <laughs> between the two of of Christmas and Halloween. But but Alyssa, uh, you know, moving over towards you, um, you know, obviously you and I are on the same side with this coin, but <laughs> lots of people have like a debate when it comes to Halloween and Christmas. Well, I mean, that's the thing. So luckily, Serena, you're not here for any kind of argument between Jared and I. We don't always <laughs> agree on everything. Um, you know, we, we're we're very cordial and professional, but we're, we're definitely team Christmas. Um, mm. But at the same time, I'm not going to lie, Disney does Halloween amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, even if you're, you know, pro-Christmas or, you know, team Christmas, you definitely want to experience Disney you know, at Halloween, you know, during the Halloween season, the not so scary. I mean, it's amazing. Um, so as we said, you know, there's a lot of, um, even within Mickey blogger, Mickey travels, there's team Halloween, team Disney. People get very <laughs> passionate about that. Um, so we're going to, we're going to put you on the spot, Serena, and ask you <laughs> what's your preference and it's okay. You can disagree with us and we're still going to be friends. Um, but what, what do you think? What, as far as, um, and I guess in terms of, you know, even more personally, just within for Disney, you know, like mm -hmm. personally, but not like, I like how you like to decorate your home, but rather, right. what do you prefer, you know, for Disney? For Disney, I have to say the holidays to me, like Christmas season, New Year's, all of that. You it's the keeper. <laughs> I can't, I can't get over it. It, to me, it's just still so incredibly magical. I think it just yeah. takes everything that Disney does well and just takes it to a whole nother level. Uh, I definitely get the appeal of both for sure. And like I always tell people, if you visit regularly, which is awesome and wonderful if you do, try not to always come at the exact same time of the year if you can. Some people I know are limited by school and work schedules and whatnot. But if you have some of that flexibility, visit at different times because it's kind of surprising how different the vibe is. Like oh, it absolutely. really makes a big difference in just the, the way you're going to experience the parks. Yeah. That is great advice. Um, I think for anybody, but certainly for anybody who's not sure when to visit and do they mm -hmm. want a different experience for the next time they visit. Yeah. Um, I think that's extremely great advice because it is, there is such a different feel at different times of the year and it doesn't have to be holidays. It can just be different months of the year. Um, certainly, I know we're not going to discuss this today, but the different festivals at Epcot, they bring a different vibe. So um, I do think changing it up and having different uh, times of the year to visit is super smart. Yeah. yeah it's great no, advice. I mean, I, I agree. I think, you know, the only way for us to get to a point where we're even having an episode like this talking about many people's favorite time of year is to try all the different times out, you know, then you get to a point where you're like, okay, I really love Christmas. I really love mm -hmm. Halloween. 
where a lot of people really, really love springtime at Walt Disney World, for example, because of Flower and Garden Festival and the weather is really fantastic and there's typically less rain. So it, there's there's different times of year and there's really not necessarily a bad time to go, but mm-hmm. it, it's great to talk about uh, these, what we're going to be discussing in this episode, just because, you know, people people love it so much. So you know, while we're on that topic, Serena, obviously, you know, you've gained quite a following over your time covering the Disney parks and you give so many tips out and, and I'm sure, you know, just thousands and thousands of fans have asked you questions. Um, so I guess for me, what is your biggest tip uh, when it comes to the Halloween season specifically? Because, you know, before we get into the the good part of the episode, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I, I want to talk about Halloween for a while uh, because so many people love Halloween. Um, mm-hmm. And on our on our Mickey blog team, we have a huge group of of writers and reporters and and um, everybody in between who adore Halloween season. Um, so what is your biggest tip when it comes to people asking you questions about planning a trip to visit Walt Disney World during the Halloween season? Well, I definitely think that if you're coming that time of year, especially if you're coming then because of Halloween, then it is not optional to do not so scary. I I just, I feel like if, if that's the reason you're visiting that season, it is the, the most in season way to do it. Like that is the most Halloween that you're going to have. So yes, there's decorations everywhere and there's treats and you're going to have like, you know, orange and themed cupcakes and things everywhere. But really, if you want the true Halloween celebration experience at Disney, you need to do Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. Even if you cut one of your park days in order to make that work for you, you know, have one less park day and go to the party on that night, or maybe use that as some of the rest day so that you can like stay up later. But it's definitely, it's, it's kind of a a must do. I don't know how you can like visit then and not want to do at least one night of that party because it's pretty awesome. The other thing I would say is just as a reminder that even though it's fall and possibly where you live is starting to cool off and you're starting to get chilly nights and all of that, more than likely in Orlando, it's not going to feel like fall. It's going to probably still feel like summer to you, depending on what you're used to. So uh, especially in September, because I think September is a, is a time period that people think is going to be really cool. <laughs> and it's just, it's not, it's going to feel more like summer. So dress accordingly. Uh, if you're thinking about wearing like a fur onesie, I wouldn't recommend it like <laughs> in September, like at Disney world, like you will be, you will be very warm. So just kind of factor that into your plans. Yeah. Let's say, um, first of all, great advice. I have seen the first party, which is in August, and I've seen people with those one piece, very hot costumes, and it's, you know, 98 degrees at 6 p.m., 7 p.m., and I'm feeling bad for them because I'm going, wow, like that's dedication. But at the same time, I know you're hot. I know you're hot in there, you know. Um, But I will say the other thing I wanted to mention, Serena, that you mentioned about, I love, and I would say this as a travel agent, um, it's a great opportunity to do one of two things, to totally take a rest day, enjoy the pool, enjoy the resort so that you can get rested and then enjoy the nighttime because it is a late night. And if you're going to pay for it, 
you want to enjoy the full extent of the party. Um, the other thing I like to tell a lot of clients is it's the one day that you'll be able to park hop if you have a base ticket. Mm. So I always tell people, you know, if you have a base ticket and you don't have hoppers and we're big fans of the hopper, but you could actually go to Epcot and Magic Kingdom on the same day. You could go to Hollywood Studios or, or Magic Kingdom or Animal Kingdom Magic Kingdom. It's the one day you could do two parks in one day. True. So I always think that's kind of a neat little thing because you don't need a park. You don't need, you know, to actually have a hopper to go to Magic Kingdom with a ticketed event. So you could mm -hmm. say, wow, this is my one day with a base ticket. I could do Epcot and Magic Kingdom. Mm -hmm. So I always like to tell people it's kind of a neat little workaround without doing something you shouldn't be doing. Yeah, for sure. I think too, Mickey's not so scary as, um, it just, I think understanding what it is when you go into it, that some people I've heard be disappointed because they're going into the party thinking, oh, I'm going to just walk on all the rides. That's what this event's for. And for sure, you're going to have lower wait times, like no doubt about it. They're going to be shorter than they are in like a typical day. But these parties are really about entertainment. That's why you go is you're going to get to experience a lot of things that don't happen at any other time. So you can go and rope drop any morning and ride all those rides or stay very late and ride all those rides with lower wait times. And that's great. And it's not that you don't want to do any rides during the party, but just remember that you're attending this party for all of those amazing entertainment things that only happen then. It's the only time you Jack can and see Sally. them. Jack yeah. and Sally are like everybody is. Cause when are you seeing Jack and Sally other than the Halloween party? That's, that's it. Yeah. Other yeah, than, yeah. right, you're not seeing. So I guess I wanted to ask you, um, Serena, what, if you could take one or two things that you think are very special about the Halloween party, what would you say if someone says to you, is it worth the money? You know, is it worth mm -hmm. the extra money for the ticket event? What, your, I think your answer is yes. I think you already mm -hmm. stated that. Mm -hmm. But what is it about? What are a couple of special takeaways that you would say make it a very, very special event? I think the amazing entertainment, I think that if you're a person who likes seeing the parade, seeing the fireworks show, visiting some key characters, if those are an integral part of your park experience, then you're going to love this party. You're going to feel like it is 100% worth it to you because you're going to have all of that plus so much more. Now, if you're one that's like, I just want to do rides, I don't ever watch a parade, I never see a character, don't care about fireworks you know, maybe the value isn't there. Maybe you should look at like an after hours party. That's kind of what they're for. But in terms yeah. of the, the Halloween party, the amazing entertainment is, it, it, is it, unbelievable. It, it, so you're going to get that parade. I would argue that, that booty you is probably one of the most elaborate parades you will see at Disney world. The amount of performers in it, the amount of detail in the floats, the choreography, the characters and things that you're going to see that you, again, won't see anywhere else. You're not going to get to see the Haunted Mansion Hatchet Bride anywhere else. And she's on this cool little, like, she's floating around on the park. Like, it's really, really cool. The grave diggers. And I mean, there's just so many amazing parts of that parade. I think that that's a must do. And then 
you know, if you're a Hocus Pocus fan, because I know people are hardcore about Hocus Pocus, like don't like <laughs> that. Don't mess that, around. Yeah. Like that, that movie has a, has a following that is loyal to them. Right. And that stage show, they do a Hocus Pocus stage show and the performers in there are, I mean, beyond Broadway quality performances and they're singing live and it, they're dancing live and it's all happening there. And what I love about it is they do it multiple times. So it's very mm -hmm. easy to fit it into your party night. You can look ahead and you can see, okay, there's going to be like three opportunities to see this show. There's two opportunities to see the parade. There's many opportunities to see almost everything. Really the only thing that's only happens once is the fireworks. So it's kind of easy to structure your party time and figure out, okay, as long as we know we have to hit the fireworks at this time, but the other things we can kind of fit into our, you know, whatever's working, you're going to have your trick or treating, you're going to have like all the cool characters, even the characters that are always there at the parks are going to be in unique outfits for this party. So it's, it's just, it's a really unique thing. It, you're going to get experiences you can't get at any other time. And so definitely prioritize those things, the things that are special and unique to this party. And then if you have time to go ride Space Mountain and walk on, like, cool, great. But like, make sure you're kind of prioritizing those other things first. Say, Jared, I didn't mean to jump in on you, but I just want to say as a travel agent, something you said just really resonated um, if you are looking to ride attractions with low wait times, after hours is your event. Because mm -hmm. I agree that is there's, I'm just going to say this kindly. I don't think there's much more unique about an after hours. Mm -mm. That's like what other than low wait times, you know, kind of thing. So if that is what someone's looking for, after hours is your thing. If you are looking, like you said, looking for, you know, unique entertainment, unique character interactions, unique food, unique um, fireworks. Um, we can't forget about trick-or-treating. I mean, mm -hmm. people are hardcore trick-or-treaters mm -hmm. when it comes to not scare. I mean, they come back with like, I've had I've had guests of ours, clients of ours, spread it out on their resort bed. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they are like really proud. They're like, yeah. I have 20 pounds of candy. I kind of laugh and I say, you've got to get that home on a plane. So good luck with that. Your suitcase is now going to be overweight, but congratulations on all the candy you bought. Yeah. Um, but I love that distinction um, because they're both ticketed events um, that I think, you know, before you jump into one or the other, decide what you're looking for. And what I love about that Disney's offered is Disney's offered both mm -hmm. unique opportunities in one, you know, over here, and awesome low wait times, you know, unique, you know, unique opportunities for attractions on the other side, and you can choose what's best. So I have to say, I really, that kind of resonated as an agent trying to explain this to clients. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. definitely no. built with different purposes in mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. I, I tend to agree. And I also think, you know, in general, when it comes to the Halloween party, something that really cannot be overstated is is the level in which they really uptick things like characters and entertainment because i know serena was touching upon that but you know we're talking about meet and greets that you truly cannot experience any other time of year or uh 
any other way. Because even Jack and Sally, for example, they are uh, around during uh, Very Merry as well, but they're in completely different outfits. So mm-hmm. the only time you're going to see Jack and Sally in their actual, like, Jack Skellington and Sally outfit is is that party. Um, or, for example, a lot of characters are in their costumes. Like, you can meet Elvis Stitch, which usually is a very popular meet and greet mm-hmm. over in Tomorrowland, and you can't meet him like that any other time of year, any other place. So that's that's really uh, something to remember uh, for our listeners and our viewers, because it, it really is what Serena was talking about. Like, you can't experience these things any other time. Um, but Serena, obviously... Yeah. You know, this is a Disney podcast, so we're not going to talk too much about uh, other locations. But I did want to mention Halloween Horror Nights because obviously this is an extremely big event. And for mm-hmm. Universal, it's like their biggest thing all year long. Yeah. So I wanted to ask how uh, you feel Disney does a great job at sort of not necessarily competing, but in a way, I feel Disney does a remarkable job during the Halloween season of like coexisting. You know, so they're not necessarily being like, hey, we're taking your crowd over here. Like, no, they do an excellent job, both companies and both theme parks of coexisting during the Halloween season, Mm -hmm. which really gives guests who want to experience both Universal and Disney during that time of year an opportunity to sort of do both if they really wanted to. Mm -hmm. So I guess my question for you is, is what are the things that you always find that Disney does an excellent job during that time of year where they're able to sort of coexist beyond, of course, you know, that they appeal more towards children and, and not too many, not too many kids are, are jumping the bit at the haunted houses. But uh, even <laughs> yeah. I'm, even I'm like, whoa, I don't know about that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I, I know yeah. stories about Jared. I know stories about him <laughs> going into oh, Halloween Harness. I'm just, we'll leave that for another podcast. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. 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 Same here. Uh, no, I think that, I think what's interesting about it, well, first of all, I will say, before I moved to Orlando, I didn't realize what a big deal Halloween is in Orlando. Like it's a, like it's, it's a big deal. Every, pretty much everything park here does something special for it uh, beyond just decorating, but like uh, most of them have some sort of event. So if that's your jam, this, that you, you probably need to plan a visit for September, October, Mm -hmm. because you're, you're not only at Disney, but you're going to have so many things that you can do all over Orlando. I think that the two, so you have Disney's Mickey, Mickey's Not So Scary, and you have Halloween Horror Nights that Universal does both huge events, both incredibly popular. There is some overlap. Like there, there, I know a lot of people who go to both and are fans of both. They just give you different things. Um, they are, they are going to appeal to a slightly different demographic and certainly families are going to be more inclined to do Disney's version. But I think that in general, they're, they have just a totally different offering. It's a completely different kind of party. I mean, it's, you're mm-hmm. going to get a very, very different experience. You're going to be surrounded by different, a different crowd. It's going to be just a completely different vibe. So you, it's very easy to sort of look into it and kind of see what you'll, you'll very quickly know what, if it's your thing or not, I think, especially with HHN, you're going to, it's not going to take you too long. I mean, just look at a few of the promos and you'll be like, yeah, this is not for me. Or if it is then cool, they, they are just having it out. PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. I I will say I, 
I am the, I'm with you, Jared. I am not, uh, I have a, I have a very big startle reflex. Like my husband can't even walk in the room and me not jump and throw things in the air. And, and that's like when, so I know he's there. So, <laughs> so imagine me in a room with people actually jumping out at me and I don't know they're there. Like that's not a good combination. For me, so yeah, but, uh, but I do love that they're, that they both exist because they're going to bring in a totally different feel. So I think that, that it's really well. I don't think, I think that they're both great events and, you know, I know a lot of people who do both on their trips, you know, and that's awesome. I love that that's, that they have that there for you, but they're definitely going to have a different feel. And the, the universal one is going to, it's definitely going to be more adult. So, yeah. you know, if you do have younger kids, just be really careful about, about looking at that and making sure that, that, you know, you're not going to traumatize your children because that's not fun for anybody. But, uh, but I do think that, that Disney just has, I don't know, they just have that classic appeal to, it's not so scary. That's literally their brand. Like it's, yep. it's scary, but not really. And so yeah. you know what you're getting with that. And I do think I, nothing against, I love Universal and I think they have, they have amazing entertainment there, but I just, I do feel that the quality of the entertainment at not so scary is pretty pretty hard to beat, especially on those yeah. stage shows and stuff. They're amazing. No, I agree. And I also think, you know, for, first of all, let me just say, Serena's right. Uh, don't traumatize your children or your 27 year old <laughs> friends like Jared. Uh, Cause I too have been traumatized at Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, but we'll start a no, I group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I think uh, what's so great about not so scary in general um, is they do a fantastic job. It's like everybody assumes Halloween, like, ooh, you got to go watch a horror film or you got to be petrified. And so many people sort of correlate those two together. And yes, mm -hmm. there is a fan base for that. But think of how exciting it was as a kid during Halloween to just get in a costume and go like trick or treating and get candy. Like that's Disney knows what they're about and they lean into it so heavily and they do a fantastic job because kids are so happy at not so scary. I mean, mm -hmm. to put on their costume and run around that park, it's like they're it's like an extra Halloween to them, which is so cool because they already get their Halloween, obviously, but mm -hmm. it's just, it's like a special additional thing. But as another note too, one of the things we always try to do here at Mickey blog, and frankly, I think you do a fantastic job at this on your, on your pages as well, Serena, but like Disney universal competitors, just, this is just a random rant from Jared. These <laughs> things can always coexist, you oh, know, yeah. like it, and and I think people like freaked out when like Epic Universe was announced and it's like, oh, what is Disney going to do? It's like, even if Epic Universe is amazing, this is a good thing. Having good competition is a good thing for Disney because then it pushes Disney to want to up their game and do something great too. So theme park fans are winning either way. So it, it really is. It's that's, good for us. And, I, and yeah. I do think that it's a very healthy competition. I don't think from their standpoint, there's any sort of rivalry like they yeah. have parks all globally. I mean, Disney is so much bigger than just what's happening here in Orlando as a company. And so is Universal. So I, I think that they, they both understand that they are helping each other raise the bar. 
You know, every yeah. time they do something new and they do something really groundbreaking, if Disney does it, then Universal's got to got to match it. They got to step up. And then when Universal does it, Disney's got to step up. So mm -hmm. I, I don't think there's an or I just think there's an and it's great for yeah. us. We get lots of choices and we get more experiences to choose from and we come out ahead. I mean, it's great for the guests all the way around. Couldn't agree more. Instead also, I think you guys are, you nailed it. Um, it's not an either or, it is an and. Um, what I always say is, I think each knows its space. And I think it stays in its space. Um, are they competitors? Of course they are, right? We're not going to sit there and pretend that they're like holding hands. Yeah. Um, but I do agree with you. One does help the other, whether they realize that or not. But what I've always said is, and I'll give you a quick example. And I know we're going to go on to the the, the real talk about the holiday season. But before we do, I just want to say as a general thing, you know, one of the things that I thought was interesting is, you know, Disney's big thing was the the summer of thrills. And um, I kind of actually um, remember speaking to some executives at Disney saying, that makes no sense to me. We don't think of thrills when we think of Disney. Yes, there's thrill rides, but we think of Universal. They are all about the thrill rides and, mm -hmm. you know, all that kind of thing. So I kind of was like, I don't understand. Until I heard what they said to me and it made sense. They said a thrill is something that you consider a thrill. It doesn't have to be a roller coaster. It doesn't have to be, and it, you know, it can be a, the thrill of meeting your favorite character, the thrill of watching your favorite fireworks, the thrill of staying at your favorite resort, the thrill of eating at your favorite restaurant. So Disney does have a right to say the summer of thrills because it, the, your thrill is your thrill. And mm -hmm. I think we all think about thrills as like the big roller coaster and Velocicoaster, <laughs> which I will never get on. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> the thrill of, of the haunted, haunted houses. No, I will not go into them as e either. Those are not my thrill. But it can be the thrill of a not-so-scary Halloween party where you are thrilled to meet Jack and Sally. You're thrilled to watch, you know, Hocus Pocus stage show. So the thrill, so I, I do think they each stay in their space and I think the Halloween party and, you know, um, you know, each one, they know what they do. They do it well and they cater to maybe a joint audience, but they are very separate as to what each audience is looking for. Um, so kudos to both, but of course mm -hmm. I'm team not so scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Throw that out there. No, Sorry, I, Universal. <laughs> no, it's it's a it's a really good point you made, and and frankly, I get a thrill every time I get a a cold brew black calf from Galaxy's Edge. So you know, everybody's got their <laughs> that's own your thrill. thrill. Right. That's your thrill. That's, Absolutely. A mm -hmm. coffee with cocoa puffs on it. That's all I need. But <laughs> yeah. All right. So okay. we're gonna we're gonna mention, of course, as we always do, that this episode of the Mickey Blog Podcast is brought to you by Mickey Travels. And Mickey Travels is a nationally recognized leader in Disney vacation planning. They are diamond earmarked by Disney, and their services are always one hundred percent free. Reach out to Mickey Travels today for a free quote on your Disney vacation at MickeyTravels.com. That's MickeyTravels.com, making magic one vacation at a time. And Serena, of course. Mickey Travels, you uh, you tend to know them a little bit because little. you are you are uh, partnered with Mickey Travels, which is super exciting. Yes. Um, so... To make sure that heart looks good. Does that look like a heart? Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. That's for good. you, Serena. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> so Mickey obviously... Travels loves Serena, by the way. Like <laughs> we we love her. She's an amazing partner. It's been it's yeah. been a wonderful partnership. Yeah, hundred awesome. percent. And 
And that's what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask how things have gone so far um, before we get into Christmas talk uh, in July. Um, I wanted to ask, uh, you know, how things have gone so far and and what made what has made Mickey Travel such a great partner uh, for Living by Disney? Well, I'm very particular who I partner with and I'm just picky in general, <laughs> but, <laughs> but even like with my own, you know, with who I would book for anything, like I just always want to work with good people. And I also think it's really important to know who you're working with. Uh, some companies as they, especially as they grow, you don't know anymore who you're doing business with, like who owns it, who am I talking to? It's all kind of fuzzy. And I just, I don't like that. I like to know who I'm talking to. I like to have a contact. I like to have a person I can actually pick up the phone and call if I have an issue or a problem. I think, I think those like getting back to that really good customer service is so important. And because my, my brand has always been about being informational, accuracy is very important to me too. So uh, I really like working with agents who know their stuff and frankly, not all do. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. So everybody's going to have different levels of experience with what they do, but Mickey travels just as Disney. And so when you do one thing, you can do it really, really good. And I think that that's really important because you want the best, you know, and it is free. It doesn't cost you anything, but you know, you're going to get a good experience. And I feel good about saying, sending people there because I've already heard so much good feedback from people who've worked with them. So it just reinforces the fact that it's, you know, it's a good, it's a good resource to share with my audience and I love working with them. So it's been, it's been great. I'll tell you on our end real quick. I know you, Jared's like, I need to talk about Christmas. Like I need to talk about Christmas right now. He's, he's about right. He's put, about to put his tree up. Like yeah. literally after we, after the podcast is over, he's going to be like, I'm putting the tree up, putting Christmas music. Yeah. One more second, Jared. I promise we're going to get to Christmas. He's like getting all, he's getting all edgy and antsy. Um, but I will tell you that we are exactly the same in terms of wanting to work with the best. And I can tell you that we have had, people who've come to us and, and I think I said this to Serena, but it's, it's worth repeating. People have said, if Serena says Mickey travels, that's who we're going to work with. Like your word is everything to them, um, which says so much about you. Um, and that just means lots of partnership is just, it's respectful. Um, it's, um, it's just open. We can easily reach out to each other whenever there's a question, like you said, a concern, um, mm -hmm. a highlight, you know, something it's, um, we feel very, very blessed. And, um, and our agents, like I said, just when we found, when we told them about the partnership, they just could not think of a better partner for Mickey travel. So it's, it's amazing. It's Aww, amazing. I love that. Yeah. It's I'm great. Really happy. <laughs> okay. Jared, I know you're dying. Here's your Look, moment. I almost, you know, what's funny. <laughs> I almost wore, here we go. <laughs> I almost wore a Christmas sweater for this episode. Is it dry? I, really Jared, hoping is it dry? <laughs> I, I know, I know. Uh, I literally, I, I like started putting it on, and then I thought to myself, I'm like, what am I doing? It's July. Like, come it on, is. Jared, Like, I know you're a excited. Free podcast. Yeah, there's yeah. no judgment here. I mean, look, I, as you can see from, you know, my background, I do not hide my fandom into things and I'm <laughs> currently wearing a Marvel shirt and a Marvel hat. So I am who I am, but 
at the same time, uh, kudos to me for for reeling it in. Okay, it's it is July after all, <laughs> but uh, either way, uh, super excited to talk Christmas. I'm gonna let Alyssa ask the first question to you, Serena. Mm-hmm. But um, super excited to cover all the holiday stuff because, frankly, um, you know, part of the reason why I, I mean, I always grew up just loving Christmas more than Halloween, to be honest. But part of the reason why I love uh, Disney during the holidays is they really like do it. Like it's like every single square inch of Disney property. It's like holidays. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what time of year it is. Look, like, you know, so, yeah. So, and well, Halloween to a certain extent doesn't go that far into it. So that's kind of one of the reasons why I just love it so much, but I'll let mm-hmm. Alyssa ask the first Absolutely. question. Well, I like I said, we're team, we're team Christmas around here. Um, so I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about the newest addition to mm. the holiday season at Walt Disney World being Jollywood Nights. Yeah. I mean, I know we know what we know about it. We're not going to know fully until we enter into Hollywood Studios and go, whoa. Um, so from what you know, what are you most excited about this brand new addition to the Christmas season? Well, I think it's going to be amazing. I, I loved getting to get a preview of it with the media and getting to talk to the people that are putting it on and kind of hear what they're excited about. Cause that always gives you a really good indication of what you're kind of going to be in for and what the highlights are going to be. I think that it's a very, again, talking about the purpose of these different events and understanding what you're kind of signing up for. Jollywood Nights is also extremely entertainment focused. It's really an event that Disney Live Entertainment spearheaded. So it's they're coming at it from a standpoint of focusing on those live entertainers and giving you really unique experiences that you can't do anywhere else. So I think the entertainment's going to be for sure the thing. Again, it's not about the rides and stuff. They're they're open, they're running, that's fine. But what you're going for is all of the cool entertainment. So there is a Muppets show. It's going to be a live hosted show at the theater that Beauty and the Beast is currently in. So it's a big venue for it. And they're going to have princesses join them. There's going to be musical acts. I mean, I don't need to know anything else. Like you're in. I'm in Say Less, (laughs) Muppets in a theater. That's worth the ticket. You're like, take my money. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Literally don't need, don't need to know anything else. The other thing that I think is going to be a real highlight is the party that they're doing at the Hollywood hotel. So Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror has been one of my favorite attractions, right? Like the theming, even Twilight, like I love the old Twilight Zone episodes. Do you guys ever watch those like old? Yeah. 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 They're so good. They're so good. They're cool. So I've always loved the theming of that attraction and the fact that they're sort of really expanding on what that's going to be by by recreating the party. So when you ride this attraction, you see the little pre-show and you understand that these guests that you're seeing, it's in the 1920s and they're getting the elevator and they are on the way to a big party at the top of the hotel. And it's while they're en route to that party, lightning strikes, you know, danger happens and they're (laughs) transported to the twilight zone. And so they never got to go to that party. So they are actually recreating that party in the courtyard of 
the Hollywood Tower Hotel. So right there where you exit the ride in that big sort of open space, I think there's a Joffrey's there. That's where they're going to be. So they're going to have a band and it's going to feel like you stepped foot into the twilight zone, like one foot in the twilight zone while you're there. And it's the 1920s vibe and just every part of that. I'm like, again, sign me up, say less, I'm there. And then the third thing that I think sounds amazing is they're going to have a uh, Nightmare Before Christmas sing-along event at the Hyperion Theater, which is where they do the big Frozen sing-along. And that's, to me, a very underrated show anyway. I just think the Frozen sing-along is so much fun. It's just a really good time. And having a Nightmare Before Christmas event, I mean, we've never had that. So this is a live entertainment. There's going to be hosts, you know, with it. The whole theater is going to be transformed into themed for it. You're going to get to hear all the music. They're going to tell you the story. And then Jack is going to actually be there at the end. So you can have snow. I mean, it's going to be, that's going to be really, really fun. Yeah. And I just have to say real quick, Jared, before you jump in, I will say that I think Hollywood Studios at Christmas time is just beautiful. Yeah. You know, I know we all talk about, you know, the Magic Kingdom. There, everything's beautiful at Christmas. Yeah. There's something <laughs> really, really special about Hollywood Studios during the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Um, every inch of it just, and I, I'm not even sure if I'm verbally explaining because I know what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I love being there at the holidays. It is just a warm it's just a warm feeling in that park during the holiday season. And when it is all decked out, I, I just can't get enough of being there. I love that they chose that park to do this new event. Um, And I also love the fact that it is extremely different than very Merry Christmas party Mm -hmm. because we don't want two of the same thing. Like we don't need that. We don't need two of the same thing. So I love that they have, distinguish the two. So sorry, Jared, mm-hmm. didn't mean to jump in, but I, I, I'm, I'm equally excited for sure. Mm-hmm. No, no, I mean, I'm kind of disappointed you're not wearing your Christmas sweater, to be honest, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, no, I think, you know, it's funny you say that, Alyssa, because that was the next thing I was going to say. Like my plan on what I was going to say next was <laughs> literally about how amazing studios during the holidays, mm-hmm. because if you were to ask me, like, what's your favorite place in Walt Disney World. It for me it it's like walking down Sunset Boulevard. Like that's my favorite place. Uh and I love I mean Hollywood Studios is my favorite park on on this side of the country. I really love Disneyland, but it's okay. Uh but either way, uh my favorite like time of year place in general, like tell me like hey, pick a, a moment in time you enjoy mm-hmm. and it's sitting right there on the ledge at Echo Lake during the holidays. Mm-hmm. Like with all the ornaments in the in the lake and the mm-hmm. tree right there, like you, the weather's usually a lot better that time of year. Like mm-hmm. it's it's like picture perfect. It really is. So I always felt with how amazing of a job, you know, Disney decks out that park. I thought to myself, like time and time again, like why don't they do at least like a few like late night hours or after hours events or something? Mm-hmm. So to me, this is like a no brainer. Like it's always felt like this is, this is the thing you got to do. And, um, and I'm with Serena. I was by far most excited for the, uh, the tip top club or, (laughs) and all that over at, um, 
Hollywood Tower Hotel. So so I'm I'm just stoked and and I I think Disney's going to nail it. I really do. And and I do love that the Muppets are getting uh a little more love mm-hmm. here because they're a very iconic part of, you know, yes. this brand and I think more and more people um are just going to I, I know a lot of Muppets fans and they're freaking out, including, <laughs> including Kayla on our own team, who's like the biggest Muppets fan I know. So uh, we have we have quite a few fans of, of the Muppets. But jumping into, you know, basically the same question we asked you earlier when it came to Halloween, um, is there a certain must do for you when it comes to Christmas season at Walt Disney World? Because obviously we already asked you this uh, about Halloween and, and you were talking about um, Not So Scary. Uh, and if you answer very merry, that's perfectly fine. By the way, <laughs> huge fan. But I will say the difference, really, like like we talked about earlier, is like with Halloween, it's like if you don't do not so scary, you're not like fully getting the Christmas experience at or uh, Halloween experience at Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. Where with the Christmas season at Disney World, there's really so many ways you can do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't. We're going to talk about resorts in a little bit. Like, there's a lot of things. So. What is your must do when it comes to Christmas season at Disney World? You're right. There's so much. I mean, Disney fully immerses themselves into the holidays. So there's nowhere you're going to go where you're not going to get to see something that's going to be very festive. That's just the best word I can choose. Like it is so festive and so charming every every inch of it. I love that the the way that they do the decor and the the events and everything are fit to the park that they're in so the the festivities that happen at animal kingdom fit that park perfectly you're not going in there and having the same experiences that you're going to have at magic kingdom like they're very themed to the vibe and the the experience and the atmosphere that you get at each park so so they're all going to be very different uh i do think that very merry is great to do if you can i think it's it's a very iconic uh, sort of experience and the event, you're going to get a great experience and you're going to have like kind of the, it's like a way to have every highlight in one night, you know? So that, that's awesome. But I think that anytime you visit during the holidays, you need to remember that you're going then for those special things that are going to be happening all over the park. So definitely prioritize them because you're going to need a little more time for some of them. So from a planning perspective, if you are used to sort of checking off that to-do list when you're going to the parks and you're rope dropping and you're like, we got this right, we got this right, we got this right. During the holidays, just keep in mind that there's going to be extra things on that list. You're going to have different shows, characters, experiences. You're going to need time to sort of look at some of the decorations. You're probably going to want to visit resorts. You're going to want to visit some of the places that maybe you don't normally. So you're going to need a little extra time. You might have to like rethink your plan and don't be too focused on like checking off that box. Because if you're, I just see a lot of people that are like rushing from point A to point B and not stopping and like going, wow, like, look at this. This is, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like the decorations, the music, the lights, like don't Mm -hmm. just be in such a hustle bustle that you just don't even soak that up because what a shame that would be. There's a couple of like, I think um, things that maybe don't get talked about as much that I would say don't don't miss. Okay, so aside from now, we have two big holiday parties. They're going to be obviously everybody's going to know that there are options to do. I think that uh, the campgrounds 
is that someplace that maybe unless you've stayed at the campgrounds, it's not like necessarily, I, I never used to visit them when I would be on vacation here. Uh, unless you stay there, you might not necessarily put that in your, in your plan. But during the holidays, people go all out at the campgrounds and every single campsite is decorated. And I don't mean like a little string light. I mean, <laughs> it, you can't even understand the level these people go through. And it is amazing. It's kitschy and it's cute and it's every it, it's adorable and people set up these campsites and then they put a little chair out front and then they sit by and they like either wave if you're on your golf cart going by or they stop and talk to you and you can be like oh I love that you did and where'd you get this and what it's just the coolest little moment. It's it's just a really fun experience to go by there in the evenings and you can get to the campsites from a boat or from a bus. So you can work it into your plans pretty easily. That's something really fun. I think that Animal Kingdom does the Merry Menagerie, which are the these puppets that they do. And it's one of those things you just have to, if you've seen it in photos or video, you might go, eh, I mean, it's, I guess they're cute. No, no, no. You just need to trust, trust us on this, that it's worth going. It's worth spending a little time in that front area near the tree of life when they're there and out because they are the most charming, adorable things. I could mm -hmm. literally sit there for an hour and just watch them interact with people and children. <laughs> and it's like, it, it's the most wholesome, heartwarming thing. So don't, don't miss that. Um, and then I know we're going to get to resorts, but every single resort is going to be decorated and they're all in theme. So the tree and all of the decor, like don't just blitz through, like stop and look at what they're doing. Cause these teams put like so much time into this and it's, it's amazing. Like the attention to detail and these <laughs> themes and the ornaments and the lights and it's amazing. So just take some time to like take all of that in and pay attention to it because it's, it's truly going to be like, it's going to add so much to your trip. I love that. So I just want to add a couple of things. I love everything that you said. First of all, I couldn't agree more about the campgrounds. You mentioned about being kitschy. I love some of the retro yeah. throwback decorations they do. Like it's, it's, it's amazing. That was a great, great tip. Um, so one of the things I just want to say, and I do want to touch you real briefly about resorts is I think the takeaway that I took took away <laughs> is <laughs> maybe during the holidays, you might want to make it a little bit of a longer vacation so that you aren't rushing through, like you mentioned, everything and trying to fit it all into, you know, one thing. You know, something, Serena, that you mentioned when we first met that I absolutely loved that you had said was if you go into a Disney vacation with expectations that are so unrealistic you're going to have a dis you're going to be disappointed. You're going to wind up leaving your vacation saying I wanted to do everything on my list and I didn't do it. Um what I always say is what you say, you know, have prioritize your list, you know, what you want to do, but around the holidays there's even more to see on top of the parks yeah. and the attractions that you want to see in general. Um so my suggestion and of course, I'm putting my travel agent hat on, would be that maybe when it comes to the holiday times, if you, you know, to see these really unique experiences, to visit the resorts, to see all the park, you know, um, experiences, maybe you might not be able to fit as much in during a different time of year and might want to extend that by a day or so, so that you can 
you know, you don't leave saying, oh, I really wish I had done this or that, you know, kind of thing. So, of course, I wanted to mention that. Um, as far as the resorts go, um, it, I guess it's safe to assume that you're going to say you are a big fan of people visiting, guests visiting those resorts. I want to just throw in, and I certainly want you to elaborate on that, not only the resort tree, right, because, of course, the Wilderness Lodge tree, the Animal Kingdom Lodge tree, the, you know, the gingerbread house at the Grand Floridian, the carousel at the Beach Cup. I mean, we could go on and on and on. Um, but I also have to mention the different snacks and treats at the different, at the resorts. You know, there's, and that's really true everywhere throughout Walt Disney World, but it, you know, you're going to get your, your holiday treats at the parks, but by visiting these resorts, you're going to also get unique holiday treats that you won't get anywhere else. So if you are mm -hmm. going to go visit the Grand Floridian, you could take pieces of gingerbread home. You could, you know, which by the way, I'm not a big gingerbread fan, but those gingerbread pieces yeah. are amazing. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> and I'm not a huge gingerbread person. Like I'm like, yeah, yeah you know, like I'll take a bite of a gingerbread man. Mm -hmm. Those shingles that they wrap up individually, yeah. oh my gosh, they are so yummy. Um, so would, just to kind of elaborate, which I know you sort of touched on, um, you know, why would you say take some time to go to some of these resorts? What are they going to experience? What is worth their time going there? Yeah. And you're going to, you're right. There's a, there's a lot to do. So yeah. if you're already like, oh my gosh. Now you're saying I need to visit resorts. That's two days, like <laughs> just by itself, right? Yeah. Don't don't feel overwhelmed. I mean, you're never going to see it all. We live here. Yeah. We don't see it all. Like it, it's certainly not in one season. Uh, we you try. Know, we, we might, try. Yeah, we try. But like, it's hard. <laughs> we try. We're, we're working at like a full time job, and we're still struggling yeah. to fit it in. So yeah. yeah. So don't, don't stress about that. Just enjoy what you see and what you come across. But I think that you can look at it from logistics because transportation, Disney's huge, right? It's the size of like Manhattan, right? I think is what I've heard. I don't know. It's really big. So, is, yeah. <laughs> so remember that you're going to take time to travel amongst the things. And if you don't have a car, which most people are probably using Disney transportation, so you're going to, it's going to take you time to get places. So kind of think about where you're already going to be and factor in a few resorts that are near where you're already going to be. So it may be you're, you're, you know, you're going to be at Magic Kingdom probably more than once. That's like a given. Well, then you can take, say, three or four hours out of a day and set it aside to just do the monorail resorts. Just jump on the monorail from there and you're going to get three resorts right there. You're going to get the Contemporary, Polynesian, Grand Floridian. You get the Gingerbread House. You get, there's always like some gingerbread displays at the Contemporary. They always have really cool, unique like uh, treats, like you said, very themed, very cute. If you have a little extra time and you want to jump on the boat and go over to Wilderness Lodge, that's great too. Mm -hmm. From Wilderness Lodge, you could go to campgrounds. You could extend it a little more, but you're still in a, in a little like area where you're going to kind of hop from things very quickly. So that's one option. Second option would be if you are on a Skyliner resort, then that's a perfect way to visit a lot of the resorts that are right there on the Skyliner. You can hit Riviera, you can hit Pop Century, you can hit Art of Animation, you could get off at the back of Epcot and jump over to Beach Club, Yacht Club, Boardwalk, like everything's very like hop, skip and a jump away to the next thing. And it's not gonna take too much of your time. So think about it logistically, kind of like what is in a cluster in an area that we're already gonna be, 
and just set aside a few hours just, and you get what you get to what you get to. If, if the kids want to like run around and play and see something like, don't come on, come on, we gotta go. Like, just enjoy it. See what you see. You'll get to the, the rest the next time. But I think that those resorts can be a lot of fun to visit without necessarily taking an entire day beginning to end to go visit them. Yeah. Absolutely. It's great, great advice. Yeah. And on top of that, you know, I know we touched upon the gingerbread houses, but I'd be remiss if I didn't give them like a very specific shout out because this is something that is like one of the most amazing things Disney does throughout the entire year, not just the holidays. So beyond, you know, being able to stop at the Grand Floridian, which is like the main event when it comes to the gingerbread houses, yeah. there's also a very cool one that's a carousel over at the Yacht Beach Club. Um, obviously, they got a very cool one over at the Contemporary as well. And Wilderness Lodge, Animal Kingdom Lodge, all these lodges, they have these huge trees right in the middle and yeah. it just takes your breath away. So the resorts, honestly, like during the holiday season, my wife and I literally just like bounce around resorts just mm-hmm. for fun on the weekends. And uh, and it, it really is so amazing. Can I so, say one other thing, by the way, that always amazed me? And I, I don't know if it amazed yeah. you guys. Before we moved down here and we vacationed, um, I remember one year, um, I was actually down here for an agent um, event. And we were staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge. And we got in late one night, um, 1130, 11, 11.30. I was exhausted. It was a long day. I went to sleep and we were told to meet in the lobby as a group, 8 a.m., 8.30. Um, I went to sleep. I woke up. There was a huge tree in the middle of the lobby that wasn't there when I went to sleep at 11.30 at night. There are They are truly magical Disney elves that come mm-hmm. out. <laughs> I mean, the transformation. By the way, speaking about which, and I'll just leave it here, we have left the not-so-scary Halloween party on October 31st and full on booty you. And we're talking 1231 AM. We're mm-hmm. walking out of the park and we're ready to come back in at 8 AM. And all, now is it fully decorated? No, like it's not as it will be, you know, like three weeks later, but every piece of every pumpkin is down. Every, mm-hmm. every inch of Halloween is down. And all of a sudden you're like, you hear Christmas music mm-hmm. and there's wreaths mm-hmm. and it is incredible what they do while we are sleeping to mm-hmm. transform from one holiday to the other, or from just an average lobby to a beautiful decorated lobby for the holidays. It's, it's just amazing. So if you get an opportunity to stay at one of these beautiful resorts and, and then of course with like the carousel at the beach club, you can watch them putting it together. The boardwalk has this gorgeous display just the minds and the talent that go into what they do it's amazing i'm like amazing myself and i've seen it a million times (laughs) i can't wait to see it again it is impressive it's mind it's impressive it's it's just it's unbelievable it is very impressive so anyway had to (laughs) can you tell we're team christmas around here did i get this excited talking about halloween i don't think so just saying. Yeah, no, they they really do an amazing job. And I think like, you know, when it comes to the resorts that always amazes me too, um, as a final point here is like uh, a lot of the value resorts and moderate resorts don't mess around either. I mean, mm-hmm. like the art of animation, for example, is like super underrated to visit during the holidays because they deck out these like white trees with all this different Pixar decorations and stuff, which is very cool. 
So, you know, you're not going to go wrong anywhere you are during the holidays. And there's something really great about like, okay, maybe you've had a long day at the park and you want to go for a little walk before you go to bed, like walk around your resort and just see all those decorations. Mm -hmm. It really is amazing. But to talk more about like the main events here before we wrap up, you know, this episode, Serena, I did want to mention not just Very Merry, but uh, while I'm thinking about all this holiday stuff, we have barely mentioned Epcot and we have barely mentioned Festival of the Holidays. Um, and Candlelight Processional is obviously hugely popular mm-hmm. every single year. So um, when it comes to Festival of the Holidays, which um, personally, because I'm a Christmas fan, is my favorite Epcot festival. And on top of that, uh very merry christmas party do you have any like specific tips or favorite things that you like to do at those two events because they're both very very cool and um you know i i just think that uh you know fans in general obviously when they're booking those trips for the christmas time uh lots of them are going to be looking into very merry and lots of them are going to want to go explore festival of the holiday so any sort of specific tips tricks or or uh big recommendations for those two yeah, Epcot is amazing. Uh, their that festival is super good. I think it arguably has some of the best food of any festival. Mm-hmm. I think partly why I enjoy it so much is because the weather's so nice. Um, yeah, you know, food and wine, which is getting ready to open in what two weeks, week something like that. It, great food, fantastic food. But do you want hot cheese soup in August? <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, I, you know, it's some of the, the, the more, especially the savory things are harder to enjoy when it's so hot. And so when you're visiting at a great weather time, you're going to just enjoy the food so much more. I feel like you, you actually get some, like there's warm drinks, like, uh, Germany during the festival, of the holidays, they have uh glue wine, which is like a mold wine that's very popular in Germany. And it's fantastic. It's like, it's like a warm mold, highly spiced wine drink. And it's really, really good. And if it's a lot of those evenings get like a little bit of a chill and you can put on a hoodie and get your like that, or you can get like a hot cider or something or hot buttered rum. And I mean, how like awesome is that? It's just, it, it mm-hmm. really, the weather is like the the extra like cherry on the top of a great time to visit. Um, I think too, of course, candlelight processional is iconic. It's amazing. You know, you're going to get a celebrity narrator. What I think is really cool about candlelight though, is because it's held, it's like, so that's, it's a big event. There's all of the, it's a huge chorus that come in and sing and they do it several times each evening. But what's nice about it is because it happens in that open American gardens theater, you can actually see it just as you're walking by. So even if you don't want to like, like put aside a couple of hours to like, you know, wait and get seats and everything, which is totally fine. If you don't, you can actually still enjoy it. You actually hear the music. You can see a little glimpse of the narrator. You know, we saw like Josh Gad walking through, like going up to the stage. We're like, Hey, Josh, like, it was just cool. So <laughs> you, you know, you, you get to experience that, which I think is really nice. It's kind of just done right in the middle of the park. So you get to get to sort of enjoy that. Um, and then, of course, Very Merry. I mean, it's very iconic. What I think is cool about that is up until Very Merry Christmas parties happen, usually up until right around the 22nd-ish, maybe 23rd of December. And then a lot of the things that only happen during the party, they switch to happening 
all the time during the day. So if you're actually visiting Christmas week or the week right after, so basically those last two weeks of December, you're going to get to see the parade during the regular day. You don't even have to buy that extra ticket, which is just kind of a nice added bonus to visiting at that time of year. You're going to get to see the, the fireworks party, that mini's fireworks party is, I mean, it's, it's an amazing show. So a, a lot of things you can experience there without even an extra ticket. So, you know, there's just a tremendous amount of value that you're going to get for visiting at that time of year. That's basically, it's not going to necessarily even involve you buying additional tickets to experience it, which I think is really nice. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I guess the last thing that I was going to say, I know we're Gosh, I mean, we could just probably keep talking yeah. for another couple hours. Yeah. I think that'd be easy to do about this time yeah. of time of year at, at Disney. And the crazy part about it is it is fast approaching because we are minus one month away from the first not so scary Halloween party, which is, I know it's mind blowing, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I can't believe it's already, you know, the middle of july and moving towards the end of july um it, it, it is it's it's crazy but it's a great thing to talk about because people are excited about it um you know i know people are still trying to enjoy their summer um but at the same time it's 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 fast approaching mm -hmm. um so i would definitely say and i i certainly want to ask you um you know i believe august through december when you sort of combine um halloween Christmas, food and wine, festival, the holidays, got a lot going on at Jollywood night. You have a lot going on in a somewhat short period of time. Um, and it can be busy. Um, is it, I almost feel like this is kind of a rhetorical question, but in your mind, is it absolutely worth, you know, set deciding we're going to do this book a vacation for some time, even both. I have, I have, Yes, I have clients who will want to overlap mm -hmm. and they'll be like, I'm doing a little bit of Halloween. I'm doing a little bit of Christmas and they'll stay for 10, you know, eight or 10 days and get a little bit of both. I know not everyone can do that, but do you definitely see the value? And I think we've obviously said in the last hour, we've seen mm -hmm. so much value in, in, in coming to Disney during that time frame. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think that there's a bit of a misconception. People assume that it's going to just be packed every single day for that, you know, from October to December to the end of the year. Right. And it's truly not. Now, if you come mm -hmm. Christmas week, yeah, it's, it's busy. You know, if you're yeah. going to go New Year's Eve to Magic Kingdom or Epcot, your patience. Yeah, your patience. You know, yeah, it's a 10 out of 10. Yeah, but no doubt, but you also go into it with that expectation. So even if that's what you want to do, I go then because it's a, it's a riot. It is amazing. It's like, I compare it to, um, the people, you know, that get up at like 3am and go black Friday shopping. Like, you know what you signed up for, you know, you go, you go because it's going to be crazy and fun and festive and everybody's Amen. into it. You yeah. know, like, that's what you're, that's why you go, right? If, if it was empty, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be as fun. You know, if it was just like nobody in Walmart, like that's no fun. So yeah, that, that's kind of what you're signing up for. But even if you don't want those crowds, there are tons of pockets of time where the crowds are just normal. 
but all yeah. of that is still yeah. happening. So that's why those seasons are so long. I know, you know, we think, oh gosh, they're starting in August for this. They're start, they start, they start Christmas the moment Halloween is done. November 1st, the transition starts. But the reason they do that is because they extend that season so that it encompasses lots of time so that you get a lot of time period to experience it. And if you oh. want to come without all those crowd levels, there's lots of pockets of time. Just don't come like the holiday mm -hmm. week, come a little bit off of that time. And you're going to be able to experience all the things at just a very moderate crowd level. And I have yeah. to just say, Jared, I know we're kind of wanting to wrap this up, but I have to go back to Serena, what you always have said, and it applies here also is, you know, go into whatever you decide you want with realistic expectations hopes and desires of what you want, but we never want anyone to leave feeling disappointed because they didn't get to see everything. Cause I'm here to say you could probably stay here a month and not see everything. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Easily. two months. Right. I mean, we know that, right. <laughs> so, you know, go into it with, I, what I tell my clients is even, especially during the holiday season, you know, have a list of priorities. This is really important for us to see and make that mm -hmm. a priority everything else that you get to see, that's just like icing on the cake. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and like you said, you you know, hopefully your Disney vacations are not a one and done. You're going to come back and you're going to experience them. And Jared, you said it from the very beginning, Disney is so great at all different times of the year. I know we're focusing on Halloween and Christmas, but springtime is amazing. There's a lot of benefits to summer. Um, you know, just even after the new year. Um, mm -hmm. so Anytime's a great time, but these are definitely special times to visit. I think mm -hmm. that we've showcased a lot of reasons to come and and definitely book a vacation for the, the the fall and holiday season. Absolutely. And we just want to thank uh Serena, especially for joining the podcast again. Thank you so much, Serena, for coming back on. We had a we had a blast talking with you and we had a blast talking with you last time. But <laughs> before we wrap up here, um, you know. Uh, where can our listeners and viewers uh, go check out more of your work and some of the stuff you've been working on? Uh, livingbydisney.com is sort of my home base and I'm on it all. I think I'm on all the socials and <laughs> living by Disney. So you can find me there <laughs> and uh, on any podcast app, you can connect with us there. And uh, we do two shows a week and we cover lots of information. It's very heavily informative and a lot of planning information, a lot of tips and, uh, we're just there to make your vacation a little bit better. So I think you'll find a lot of value in listening. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again for, for coming back on. Anytime. And, and, and frankly, this was great, especially the second half talking about Christmas. It was great. But uh, <laughs> Jared, I think when you edit this podcast, I think you could start around minute 30. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first no, half, but I, the first half doesn't need to even. Yeah. You know, be sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're we're good. No, um, but but I really, really enjoyed so many of the points you made. You obviously are uh very successful in this industry for a reason. Uh -oh. And um <laughs> Mickey Blog and Mickey Travels has a lot of respect and, and love for what you do. Um, but regardless, one of the best pieces of advice you were you were just given, um, just to sort of uh, make my final point here before our listeners are tired of listening to Jared ramble. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to say, you know, you were talking about how, and Alyssa was just touching on this too, about, you know, having realistic expectations, but also like, you know, 
you were talking about how like, oh yeah, it's crowded, but you got to expect that. And I think Mm -hmm. that's really excellent advice because the thing is, is when I went to New York City last December, it's my first time going during the holidays because everybody talks about New York during the holidays. And yes, was it busy? Very, very busy. Yes, but (laughs) still a fantastic weekend that I won't forget because you're not really thinking about that stuff in the moment. You know, you're just, where am I going next? What am I figuring out? Mm -hmm. And it's busy for a reason. Okay. People love Mm -hmm. it and everybody's there for a reason. It's the same thing as cliches. Cliches are cliches for a reason, Mm -hmm. you know, like, so, so definitely take the time, visit during the fall, visit during the winter, enjoy Disney during this time of year, because it really is fantastic. I don't know if you guys could tell from some of the stuff I was talking about, but I'm, I kind of like this time of year a little bit, so I'm looking forward to it. And, um, and, uh, for all of our listeners and viewers, if you are new to our show, welcome. We cover all things Disney here at Mickey Blog. We cover the news 24-7 when it comes to Disney and the parks and the streaming services and uh, the studio, the company, the cruise line, and so much more. And of course, if you ever need help planning your Disney vacation, reach out to our friends over at Mickey Travels where they can plan your next Disney trip. And if you'd like to see more of our content, of course, head over to MakeyBlog.com and check us out across all platforms. MakeyBlog is on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and so much more. So feel free to check us out for all your latest Disney news, tips, tricks, and more. And thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Mickey Blog Podcast. We'll see you guys next time.